It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, WWL digital sports producer and host, co-host of this here podcast. Steve Geller is in the state of Florida right now, so I'm coming at you solo. Spent today out at the Saints facility in Metairie watching practice, talking to players, talking to coaches. For the first day of mandatory minicamp, there was 100% attendance, so there will be no Saquon Barkley situation. We got to talk to people about Taysom Hill. That was fun. I think there were some interesting descriptions of Taysom, two from Derek Carr. One was that he was bigger than the stage he was standing on and another that he was faster than his truck. And then we got another one from Jamal Williams who described him as a big buff gazelle. And Jamal obviously knows Taysom pretty well, having played with him at BYU back in the day. Um, But one of the position coaches that I was really interested in talking to at this practice, at this mini camp specifically, was Cody Burns because he is in year two with the Saints. He's kind of coming into his own as an NFL coach, and he is leading two really intriguing players in Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid, both of whom are coming into their own as second year players. He's also trying to mold together this wide receiver room with a veteran like Michael Thomas, a lot of interesting and intriguing pieces around him. Traquan Smith, you have a rookie A.T. Perry, you have Brian Edwards. You know, there's going to be a lot of interesting position battles up and down this roster at the wide receiver position. So I did want to chat with him. So I was able to catch up with Cody Burns um, at practice today for an exclusive interview. And here it is. A lot of the time we talk about, you know, the receivers coming back year one, year two. You know, this is obviously your second year in this role. I'm just curious for you coming into year two, is there anything you learned in year one that maybe you could apply this time around? I'll tell you what, I think uh, just the transition from college to the NFL is, you know, a lot of systems I've been in, no huddle. There's a lot of plays. You're running upwards of 100 plays a game. And so there's several opportunities. I think in the NFL, every single play and every possession matters. Um, It's just not that many plays, just how you run the system of offense um, in the league. So, you know, um, that's one thing I'll take away from it. And trying to trickle that down to my players is, you know, you got a lot of first-year players going into the second year that came from college where, you know, we had a lot of plays, you know, um, but now just that understanding that it's it's almost like an NBA Finals, like every possession matters, like, and uh, when your opportunity comes, you got to make the play. Yeah, I think that's something we heard from actually Brian Kelly earlier this offseason where he was talking about how, you know, with the changes with the timing, it's like in college, a lot of times it's a volume thing, whereas in the pros, it ends up being more precision. Is that kind of kind of what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. DA always likes to say in the passing game, I want uh, precision, accuracy, and timing. Like, 
precision, accuracy, and time. And, and if we can get that, you know, that's that's the key is being on the same page with the quarterback, um, making plays when the number gets called, and like being precise with everything you do. So the depth of the routes, um, the catch, the run after catch, um, just all the details and the intricacies that go with playing wide out really matter on every single play. Gotcha. And, you know, obviously, Chris Olave, Rashid Chi, we didn't see Rashid in, he's dealing with a groin injury. But what have you seen from them coming into year two that they've maybe learned or are working on? And what do you want to see from them go forward? Man, I'll tell you what, major growth um, by both of them. I think uh, Rashid, for him, you know, you kind of saw him towards the back end of the season. Um, and right now you see a really confident player. And I think he's always been confident. But when I say confident, I think more so um, in the system and uh, being more versatile than he was in year one, um, being able to move him around from multiple positions. Um, so I've been really impressed with him just from his, his mental capacity and coming out here and playing. And uh, he's, he's had a really good camp so far. And then I've, I've seen Alave grow too. I think in route detail, he's really grown. Um, he's been really good and attentive in the meeting. Um, and really just taking coaching from year one to year two and all the things that I talked with him about working on in the offseason, I think he's really done a good job of doing. Um, so it's been it's been a pleasure so far to see both those guys. I know last year one of the questions at the end of the season was how can you get more efficient uncontested catches? I know that's something that Chris and Rashid both need to work on. You know, What are some of the things you can do to get better in that part of the game? Well, I mean... We work contested catches, you know, just about every single day. Yeah. And it just comes with repetitions. you got to be put in those spots. I mean, you can drill things a lot, but it really just comes down to live reps. I mean, there's nothing like going live, and there's a safety about to take your head off, and there's somebody dragging you down, and i got to go up and make a 50-50 ball. You know, you can try to, um, you know, give them different scenarios of that in practice, and we do some of those things. But it's more so just the confidence thing that, man, and you have this ability to go do it. You know, we drafted in the first round for a reason. We expect you to make those plays. And I think they've both grown at that. I think Alave's probably had a few more chances in those aspects than Rashid has. Um, but, you know, I'm expecting some growth from him in year two, um, being able to make those plays. And how has it been kind of them working with Mike Thomas, obviously just someone who's premier at that part of the game? Well, you know, it's, it's always interesting because Mike's a different receiver than Chris Alave. Yeah and Rashid really, and, and really to me, they're all three a little bit different. And Mike's game is not that of Alave's. Alave's not that of Mike, and and, and same thing with Rashid. Um, so it's good for them to be able to see some things from Mike, but Mike is a different player. He's a different prototype. He's a specimen. Chris had, and Rashid have speed. You know, they got that redeeming quality of speed. So um, it's good for them to kind of see Mike and talk to him and and let Mike kind of school the young bucks up a little bit on, you know, some of the things that he uses to get open. But those things may not apply to them. You know what I mean? So I've always taught my receivers, you got to know who you are, right? Like everybody's different, and you got to obviously work to your strengths and also work on your weaknesses. And so just breaking those things down with Olave and Sheed, I think they've kind of done that this offseason. And like I said, I mean, it's just a matter of time. they got to go out there and do it in the game. Gotcha. And have one more question before you go. Uh, you know, A.T. Perry, obviously six-round pick. What was some of the things that drew y'all in his direction, and what does he do that you think he can contribute this year? Well, I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5". I mean, he got the intangibles. I think he ran a 4.47. Claims he jumped a 40-inch vertical. I think it was 34 or 35. We looked it up. Um, but he's got all the intangibles and the skill set that you like to see. I think he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in the ACC, which is really good. 
Um, he's quick, twitches well for his size. Thought he had solid hands. Um, there's just a lot of things that you really want to work with, and that's really what you're looking for in the back end of the draft is, like, what are some redeeming qualities that we can work with? And I think he has those. And he's, he's shown flashes at times um, out here in OTAs that he can make plays and kind of be that guy. Just got to be more consistent. He's still a young player, got a lot of growing to do. He's got to get a little stronger um, and just, you know, more um, opportunity to uh, be in the system. Gotcha. I appreciate the timing. Yep. Yep. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that was my interview with Cody Burns. I thought it was a really good interview in terms of, you know, he said a lot of stuff that makes a lot of sense. One being that, you know, we can talk all we want about Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas being this kind of dynamic wide receiver room, which I think it can be. But each player kind of individually needs to understand who they are and what they do well. They're two, three very different wide receivers and they need to play to their own strengths and understand what those strengths are. But I did think that he brought up a lot of interesting points. He talked about A.T. Perry. You know, <laughs> he did point out that he's a young player. He's still kind of gaining that consistency. But I think he did kind of indicate there that there has been some difficulties thus far. The hands have let him down. He points out that in the latter stages of the draft, and Mickey Loomis has said this pertaining to UDFAs, which once you get into the sixth and seventh round, you're effectively talking about, you know, UDFAs that you picked, right? You're in the same range where you're just, instead of, you know, negotiating with a guy to, to sign with you, you're just picking him because he, so he has to come here. And you're looking for an elite trait. You're looking for something he does, a redeeming quality, I think is the way Cody Burns put it, to kind of get you through that. And his elite quality is his size and his ability to go up and make contested catches and, and make plays at a level that other players can't get to. So far, we haven't seen that. But again, you know, we're talking about, what, 10 practices total, four that we have from the media seen. He did say that there have been flashes. Who We don't know if he maybe looked a little better in the uh, OTA practices that were closed to the media. Um, I'm guessing that he probably did. I think there is a level of kind of psyching himself out going on and and he'll he'll settle in he's still got a lot of time ahead of him but you know i think you're just going to look at this wide receiver room and kind of say okay how can it improve from a year ago we talked to chris Olave in the locker room we talked to rashid cheat a few times and both have claimed that they have bulked up a bit you know i think improving in the contested catch part of the game is more of a factor for Olave than it is for rashid although he needs to be good in that realm as well and, you know, if they have bulked up, if they are going to fight a little stronger than they did last year, I think that'll be a good start. Now, there is w- another wild card in the equation, which is Ted Ginn was out there today. Um, obviously, why just, um, obviously, you know, a wide receiver that spent time with the Saints went to a familiar haunt of Ohio State, you know, so he has some, uh, some, common ground to 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 navigate with Chris Olave and Mike Thomas but I don't know exactly what he's doing right now he's he's kind of in the wide receiver room working with the players I don't think he's technically on the staff this is what Dennis Allen said about 
Ted Ginn being in the room. Yeah, Ted's uh, here with us in this in this mini camp. Um, you know, we'll we'll see whether or not he comes back in, in training camp to kind of help us out. But uh, look, another veteran presence that's played for us uh, that kind of understands you know how we do things, and and I think he can be a, a benefit for us in the wide receiver room. And I think anytime you can bring someone back who has an idea, who can kind of lead guys to water in <laughs> in the way of footing it. It's helpful, you know, and I think these guys respect Ted Ginn. You know, Chris Olave, I'm sure, grew up watching Ted Ginn, right? Like, he's of that age where he remembers Ted Ginn as an NFL player. Ted Ginn's not that far removed from being on the Saints. He was on that 2018 squad. One of the best Ted Ginn highlights that never gets talked about because of what happened immediately after it is he went up and mossed a guy, I can't remember the defender, in the NFC Championship game to set up the Saints in the red zone, I don't know if it was the play immediately before, but that was what set up the Tommy Lee Lewis no call. The Saints would never even have been in that position if it wasn't for Ted Ginn. And if they go in and they score a touchdown there and make it to the Super Bowl, he is revered as one of the that's one of the greatest moments in Saints history. That's going to be on all the highlight reels. Bill Vinovich made sure no one talks about it ever. I don't even know if you search for it, you could find it. But I remember I tweeted about it at the time. So I, I'm going to try to go find it because it's one of the best plays I've seen a Saints receiver make in years in such a massive moment. And he was about to be the hero. And instead, it's like a play that no one remembers. I think Ted Ginn, you know, people talk about his hands. He had a, he had a, actually a much better Saints career than a lot of people give him credit for. So hopefully he can influence these wide receivers in in some ways that are helpful. And, you know, not to... Not for nothing, Ted Ginn was one of the greatest kick returners in NFL history. I guess, you know, I take that back. Ted Ginn was one of the greatest kick returners in NCAA history. He went in the mid to high first round. I can't remember exactly where he was drafted, but he was a first round pick. On the strength of his return game, of his ability in the return game. So, you know, maybe there's some pearls that he can impart on a guy like Rashid Shahid, on a guy like Malik Flowers, as the Saints kind of get into this. But... All right, that's the end of that segment. Again, this is Inside Black and Gold. We're going to get into a mailbag to close out the show. We're talking about the first day of Saints minicamp practice, which was held today out at the Saints facility in Metairie. There was no lightning. I feel like it's one of the first times I can say that about anything. You've been watching LSU baseball over the past few weeks, which congrats to the Tigers getting to Omaha. Lightning delays are, you know, I feel like I'm going to have a, like a nervous twitch Every time I hear I hear the word a lightning delay, uh, after driving all the way out to Baton Rouge, I'm just complaining now. Drove all the way out to Baton Rouge with Steve Geller to watch the LSU Oregon State game on that Saturday, and instead we sat there watching heat lightning out in the distance. And I know heat lightning technically doesn't exist, but it's you, you get it. It was lightning without any rain or anything, <laughs> and then we ended up driving home. The game never happened. So, yes, the last two Saints practices have ended up inside. Um, I'm just rambling now. We have two more practices to go this week. It's going to be fun to be able to get out there. And so I focused a lot on the wide receivers today. I focused a lot on, you know, to a Hill, Alvin Kamara. I'm going to try to get more on the defense tomorrow. But again, questions, mailbag, we're going to get to them when we come back. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that and stick around.